All right. Thank you for joining this uh, AdCast Extra episode. Uh, the AdCast Extra means, um, you know, uh, a conversation outside of our weekly podcast conversation. And today I am so pleased to be joined by Jana Carroll, uh, who's a farmer in Monroe County. Uh, Jana, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Jason. I am excited to be here and to visit with you about agriculture. Yeah. So, Jana, um, one of the reasons I asked her to join uh, the podcast today is because she's such a strong advocate for agriculture. Uh, if you've uh, ever seen any of Jana's uh, social presence and, and content, you know that she advocates for agriculture almost every day. Uh, but most recently, uh, big congrats, uh, Jana graduated from the American Farm Bureau's Women's Communications Boot Camp, where she traveled to D.C. for a week and uh, worked uh, pretty much around the clock um, to yes, yes. learn about we advocacy. Did. Yeah? How yes, was that? Thank you. Oh, it was it was a phenomenal experience. I just absolutely loved being there with the 15 other participants from across the United States. The um, I think when I when I went, the, the word communication stuck out to me greatly because I want to be a better communicator um, in mm -hmm. all areas to advocate. But when I got there, the boot the words boot camp kicked in <laughs> and we did work uh we worked for uh three solid days uh very very hard and they uh stretch you take you out of your comfort zone but in the same at the same time uh built confidence in um in what we could do and how we could do it mm -hmm. um and uh, like I said, and most of all, I think were the relationships that I made with those other women and with the presenters at American Farm Bureau that uh, will help me to be a stronger advocate and stronger in many of the areas of life, as a matter of fact. Yeah. So it was a great experience. I bet it was interesting seeing some of the, not only the, the issues uh, to advocate for that the other folks uh, chose, but some of the, uh, I guess, drive behind um, their selections in, in, in topics and things like that. Oh, most certainly, because, you know, each one of us chose um, a topic that was given, well, we were given a choice of their topics, of course, the, the major ones. Mm -hmm. that are topics issues in agriculture and so we all chose one out of those four and it and it did show up very much so that each one of us chose a topic that uh we was or an issue that was near to near and dear to what we do every single day yeah. and what we come across in our farming practice not that all of them don't affect all of us but yes we it was it was uh, phenomenal to see that and to hear those other women and their passion for advocating uh, for that topic as well, most certainly. Yeah, well, I, I guess I probably shouldn't have waited so long to, to share, but we are going to talk about um, adv advocacy for agriculture today, and that's why we asked Jana to join. Uh, she's going she's gonna to give us a, a bit of how-to um, advocate for ag issues. So you, you mentioned that you guys were given a, a, a selection of topics to choose. Um, those, those topics are pretty much the, 
you know, the most important issues for agriculture across the country. And you were, you were asked as part of the boot camp to, to select a topic. I'm just curious, what topic did you choose? Uh, my topic was rural broadband uh, internet. Um, and we know that that is uh, something that is a concern and an issue for many uh, farmers and ranchers across the United States because our business lives, a lot of it, in remotely populated areas mm-hmm. in rural America, in rural Arkansas. And mm-hmm. um, that's where I live. And so that's the one that that's the issue I chose because I knew that I had a great passion for um, advocating and uh, getting my voice out and agriculture's voice out uh, about that issue. Yeah. And I guess probably if we were, if we were building a how-to list here is would, would, would somewhere near the top be uh, picking a topic that's important to you, to you personally or impacts you personally? Oh, sh- oh sure. Oh, sure. I think that is, I think that is uh, pro- definitely number one, because if it has an impact on you uh, personally or on your farm or in your business, then that's going to b- drive your passion to speak about that and to advocate for that and to tell the story um, to others that may not know how that ad- how that impacts you or your farm. For example, um, I did choose rural broadband. I live in uh, a, r- a rural part of Arkansas, which is where row crop farming lives because we um, have spacious land to, to grow our crops. And um, I do not have immediate access or uh, to a good high-speed internet. And as we know, that is just um, as needed today as ever. I mean, that's a necessity in life today for everything we do, um, Mm -hmm. education, healthcare, and agriculture, and especially agriculture. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a lot of uh, data collection that we can use if we have the high-speed internet to to get it, to access it. So I think that number one would be choosing an issue that you're passionate about and that you can can uh, tell others about and give a personal experience of why you're passionate about that. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, I think that makes a ton of sense to me um, and and uh, and makes, makes um, just helps us understand a little bit of why, why you would choose that that broadband topic uh, for, for your uh, topic. Well, so let's kind of dive in here. I've got a, I've got a couple questions I want to ask. Certainly we may have a couple more come up um, as we move along. Um, but I'm just curious, you know, as a, and we've touched on this slightly, but as a farmer, how important is it uh, in your mind to advocate for those important issues for rural communities? Uh, I, I think it's of utmost importance for us to advocate for the issues that are important to us. Um, of course, you know, what we do every single day, uh, day in and day out, we know what what it takes. Um, and others may not know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to remember that uh, outreach and advocacy is so important, especially about agriculture, because 
the average American is at least three generations removed from the farm. Mm -hmm. So although they may live in a rural community, that does not even mean that they know what's going on on the farm or the issues that face us or that we face um, on a day-to-day basis. So I think that those people that are living that life and, you know, this is our way of life. This is important to us. We, um, we do this because we, because it's like I said, it's our way of life. And, and my husband's grown up in the agriculture, uh, way of life all his life. I did not, for example, Mm -hmm. I did not grow up in agriculture. And so when I married into it, I immediately found out that this is, um, a way of life that I love and I need to make sure that the issues that we face um, and are out there and advocated for. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Uh, nobody knows those operations better than the, the farmer, uh, him or herself. And, and uh, if, you know, if you're not going to go out and let people know about, you know, changes or policies or, you know, any, anything that impacts you, you know, who, who else is going to do it? So, yeah. Right. I, I right. Yeah. Well, so a lot of folks, I think, look at uh, a topic like advocacy and say, well, whoa, look, I need to graduate from, you know, a communications boot camp or something like that to go out and advocate yeah. <laughs> uh, for, for what's happening on my farm or an issue that's important. Is that the case? Oh, I, I do not believe so. I don't I don't believe that you have to have gone through um, any kind of major training such as that, because, uh, like I said, your passion and your drive and what you know is going to propel you forward to talk about it to others, to give that uh, that firsthand information to others mm-hmm. and to um Ask them to look through it, look at it, maybe perhaps through your eyes. Um, and, and the same kind of advocacy is not for everybody. Some people, uh, the public speaking arena is natural to them or comfortable for them. And that's a great way to advocate. Some people don't like that, but they can advocate through social media. That's, that's a way that they can uh that they can put on social media, the things that are going on and maybe answer questions that people have. Like I mm-hmm. said, if you don't, if you don't know some, you know, something that about your food supply, your food fiber, you know, supply, ask a farmer, go to the source. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's those that, you know, we need to advocate to our lawmakers, to our, uh, so that they know what's going on um, down you know, on the ground, so to speak, where we are. So I don't think that you have to have um, graduated from anything. (laughs) I just think you have to have a passion and a want to. And certainly there are places out there that you can get um, support Uh and training if that's what you, if that's what you wish uh, to do. Yeah. And I'll I'll just pause for a second. I happen to know that, uh, that you have put a lot of hours into advocating um, and, le- well, learning to advocate, I guess. Um, and and you're well-trained. You're the expert here, you, you know, a professional advocate, um, if I may. And that's, that's why we're talking to you. But uh, 
you you probably started by just going out and telling your story and sharing what you see and what you know you know the the the, the training is where some of the polish or the you know efficiency or you know whatever that may be that you know obviously help you do it better but i'm sure did i'm sure you started by just sharing what you what you know is that right uh, mo yes most certainly and when you were talking about earlier like uh, you know, how do we advocate? And we talked about choosing an issue. And then, you know, the, the best part about or the most effective part about advocating is bringing it back to your experience, what you know. Nobody knows what you do on your farm on a daily basis like you do. Mm -hmm. um, and what we think may be just, you know, we do it every day like any other job. You do it every day. You think it's just routine. But you don't you don't know that other people don't know that. Mm -hmm. um, two percent of the U.S. population are farm and ranch families, and and so ninety eight percent is not. Uh, but yes, yeah, so bringing in that personal experience and just talking about uh, what you know, and I I, I don't know. <laughs> how per, how much i am uh the professional I, I hope to be uh more and more effective every time i do it but i did start um just at my local level in mm -hmm. my local uh county farm bureau women's committee and, and just talking working advocacy through them and even i was a an educator a 20 for 25 years i was an educator at the elementary school and i even advocated you know through uh through that as well reading mm -hmm. books and 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 making making sure that some agriculture education was put into those lesson plans so uh definitely it just starts with what you know and telling others about it yeah well and to that end it, is there anything that you think i mean is there a limit to going out and, and just sharing sort of the day in day out of the farm does that is that limiting to you as a farmer when you when you go out and you're just sharing sort of the day-to-day -day, the you know is that helpful for folks to see i guess should be should be my question well um i i do think so i do mm -hmm. think so i i think that that they don't know and it also gives them a chance to ask a farmer um, if you have yeah. a question, you know, ask, ask a farmer and then that's going to take you somewhere else to the next maybe question that they have, or, mm -hmm. um, it may be an issue that like rural broadband, it does, um, affect agriculture and farmers and ranchers, but it affects all the population that lives in a rural area. It mm -hmm. affects rural education. Um, the schools. So um, I don't, I don't know that that's necessarily um, limiting, but I think that is probably the place to start yeah. and the, the place to propel you forward. Yeah. Sort of get you used to that. And, and I'll tell you, you know, I, I don't know that I've ever, ever run into a farmer who uh, didn't want you to ask questions, who wasn't willing to show you hey, we do this and here's the reason, or we do that and, and this is the reason for that. I mean, I think farmers generally appreciate curiosity. I know we've recently started up uh, here 
at Farm Bureau a um, a series called Ask a Farmer, where we're choosing different um, farmers and ranchers of different type, peach farmer, I think we've got a poultry farmer, you know, row crop, whatever right. that may be. And we're asking folks on social media to, hey, let us know what questions you have. And then we go out and ask that farmer and film them, you know, giving the answer to that. I think farmers in general appreciate curiosity. So if you're not a farmer uh, and you don't, you, you're wondering why am I listening to this podcast about advocating for your farm, <laughs> there's a point of value for you. Like ask the farmer, like pull over you know stop them at the farmer's market if there's you know wh- wherever you may see them and just ask the question that you have i'm sure they're they'd all most i've never seen one say no i don't want to answer that question no i think i think you're certainly right i mean they are they are very uh proud to share mm-hmm. and they love curiosity in yeah. what they're doing and you know how they're doing it um, I've had several of my friends from out of town and some family that, like I said, I, I'm not from East, originally from Eastern Arkansas mm-hmm. and, uh, come to visit and we've done little, I guess you might call them mini farm tours. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, they had lots of questions and, uh, they were very curious and, um, John and Jim were more than happy to, tell them you know what they were doing and how they were doing it and why they were doing it yeah so uh yes i'm i I would suggest that uh, if there's any kind of farm tour or uh, there's lots of places to go and ask a farmer yeah yeah small plug for agritourism in the state we've got quite the budding (laughs) uh agritourism industry as well although those places don't often get you on a, a row crop farm or something like that but but um Anyway, yeah, just just be curious. Ask a farmer because a farmer is always always willing to help. Now, now we're holding it to you, farmers. If you're listening to this, somebody asks you a question, you know, sit down and don't prove me wrong. Sit down and and, and take the time, <laughs> please. Yeah. Please. Okay. In the local cafe or at the grocery store. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, I guess, kind of wrapping up our conversation we've we've kind of brought the cons- the consumer when i say consumer just know i'm probably generally talking about the folks who don't wake up on a farm every morning uh yeah. we've so we've brought them into the conversation a little bit um as an unintentional as that may have been on my part i've got a question for you about that do you need to be a farmer to advocate for agriculture oh no you do not be, need to be a farmer to advocate for agriculture um we are all partakers of agriculture. Mm-hmm. Um, we all need to eat. We all, I mean, and, and you know, farmers uh, supply your food, fiber, renewable fuel. Um, mm-hmm. And so we're all partakers in that. So you do have a vested interest um, in that. And I, so no, you do not have to be a farmer to advocate. But what I would ask of you is to um, go to your source, go to your farmer source, go to some reliable sources mm-hmm. um, to get your information and uh, to uh, share the story of what you've experienced, whether it be 
asking a farmer a question or visiting a farm or going to the pumpkin patch. I mean, they're, they're, they're growing uh, things just like, you know, you don't have to be growing 2000 acres of soybeans mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. be a farmer. That's right. So, um, and there's ranchers and um, our animals, animal ranchers. And, and so I think that just uh, having having a positive voice for those that are uh, raising, growing our uh, safe and abundant food supply um, is not anything that anybody can't do. Yeah. Share the information that you've learned. If you have learned yeah. from a farmer, share that information. Yeah. So that that gets to this point about a call to action. So, you know, when you're advocating, it's it, you have taught me it's important to have a call to action when you're advocating. And sometimes that advocacy may just be simple education, learning why a farmer, you know, does this or d- does that but if you're advocating and you know and you've learned something along the way sometimes is the call to action it can be just simply sharing that information right it most certainly can be sharing that information because you know we we the people that we are around every day we have a shared value with them so for example you know i'm a mother i'm a grandmother so I can advocate to other mothers. I mean, because mm, we have that shared yeah. value of we want to we want to to feed our children um, safe and healthy foods. Mm-hmm. And so it just starts from having you know communication starts from just establishing that common ground and sharing what you know and sharing what you learn. And when you when you come together over that common ground or shared value Mm -hmm. then there is a an element of trust there so yes uh we might have a call to action to a a, an elected official to um to further some sort of of governmental action or not further Mm -hmm. some sort of governmental action or help us roll out broadband rural broadband in our state because we all need it mm-hmm. but it can be as simple the call to action can be as simple as just sharing what you've learned with those in your life to to get our uh, the story the story of agriculture to um all the people that are not living it day to day yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm going to do that just now. I'm going to, I'm going to share something that you taught me. So, okay. Rural broadband to someone, to a friend of mine, let's say who lives in the city. Why do you care about rural broadband? You know, well, number one, Mm -hmm. most of these farms operate. Most farms have some sort of technology, whether this be GPS, uh, on a tractor or, you know, irrigation systems that are working remotely or water sensors or something like this. So farms require uh, internet signal, <laughs> some sort of communication nowadays in, in some way or another. Sure. And yeah. those, in most cases, those systems that require a reliable internet connection, um, most oftentimes bring efficiency to the farm. Less fuel use, less water use, you know, some something like that. Most so. Certainly. So 
it's important for you person who's going to the grocery store in the city to, you know, pay attention to rural broadband because that drives efficiency in the way your food is produced. Right. So like you said a while ago, almost every, everybody has a connection to agriculture, whether it's the clothes on your back, the food in your, in your, on your table, the gas in your tank, whatever that may be. And, um, and so it's, it's important to pay attention to this stuff and, and to, you know, to advocate when you can, I guess. I've gotten on my yes. soapbox a little bit. You have to apologize. <laughs> or I'll have to apologize. Right? All right. Well, that tells me, once I've gotten on my soapbox, that tells me I should probably wrap it up. So uh, I've got one more question for you. I, I don't like to have a farmer on the phone and not ask what's happening on the farm right now. So that's my that's my last question for you, Jana. What, what is happening uh, on your farm right now? Well, oh my goodness, uh, April is here tomorrow, and uh, you know that's planting season for us, uh, beginning mid-April, mm-hmm. and it is wet. It is wet. We <laughs> got the storm that most of Arkansas got, and mm-hmm. so we have a couple of inches of water, and um, we've been working the last uh, six weeks on getting getting the tractors ready and getting everything checked up and repairs and um all the things and so we're sitting sitting on go and ready and our fields are too wet um Uh but we we got a little bit uh started before the rains came so i'm giving thanks for that Mm -hmm. and as soon as it dries up and the sun shines they will be headed out um to to get that ground planted, um, get the corn planted and go from there. So it is, uh, we're on the, we're on the precipice of a very, very busy time and the farmers are anxious and ready for that. Uh, but you know, weather is an important factor in farming and it's nothing that we can control. So that's why you have to be really flexible and just go, go with the weather doesn't mean they're not anxious but it means that we just have to to sit back and do so that's that's what's happening on our farm right now we are like i said we're we're ready for planting season and we're ready to roll one of my favorite sayings uh in farming is i'll raise as good a crop as the good lord will allow i always laugh when i hear that (laughs) amen generally a reference to weather <laughs> so, all right. right. You got to give. You got to give thanks for the rain, and you got to give thanks for the sun. That's right. That's right. Well, uh, thank you so much for joining us and, and teaching us a little bit about how to advocate for uh, agriculture issues. Um, I think we could probably Grayson, talk all day about this. Yes, ma'am. I think so, and it has been my pleasure to um, visit with you today and to share with you, um, and I appreciate it. And anytime. That's it for another Arkansas AgCast. We'll be back next Thursday with more news and views on Arkansas agriculture.